Hey, Soil Nation, welcome back. This is episode 13 of the Top Soil Podcast. We are on part two of our first farmer highlight series. We are talking with Michael Vidito, a Washington County farmer in Iowa, who is interested in interceding as well as layering enterprises. You can follow Michael at Vidito761 on Twitter, as well as follow his whole journey at cubiclefarmrefugee.blogspot.com. Always wants a cookie, like it's a cookie recipe, right? Yeah. What's my recipe? What's my yep. recipe? So maybe that's really hard to do because of what you yep. touched on just from where you're at climate wise. But maybe just kind of touch on just a little bit like what are some rules of thumbs that you've learned? Like you said, you know, radishes later, good, radishes early, bad. Maybe what are some of those for that V1 as you kind of approach later in that V cycle or growth yeah. stage? What well, are you telling guys from a rule of thumb? It's, it's a, a real balancing act on weed control. That's probably the toughest part about it. Um, you know, so, but that needs to be a high priority for you, regardless of what you're looking to do, whether you're interceding or not. You know, you need to have a good weed control program, but that's even more challenging in an interceding situation. Um, but what we found when we did the pre-emerge uh, method was weed control was a big challenge and you know what we did was we we started with the burn down and and uh, came back with some residual after things were established but anything that started growing you know whether it was button weeds or water hemp or whatever between between when we sprayed our burn down and got the residual out there that stuff had free reign to go nuts throughout the season so we had we had some problems with that. So, so the earlier you go, early, the earlier you go with your interceding, the more difficult your weed control program is going to be. You know, the later you go, the closer to a standard weed control program that you can have. You know, with re- regards to you know your post pass being closer to corn and everything else. So that's that's kind of a balancing point that you have to find and, and kind of get a feel for on your own operation. Um, as far as weed control goes. Now, as far as species go, you know, I feel like like you can pretty much bank on not having any competition from full season legumes like your clovers and whatnot, as long as you're putting them in after you plant your corn. You know, I wouldn't recommend going out and frost seeding them and planting corn into that and expecting not to have any competition from it, but but I feel like those are those are probably not going to be real competitive, um, but they're also going to be harder to get established if you're on the back half of the window. So, mm-hmm. so that's a problem, and they're more typically they're going to be a small seeded plant, so they're going to be harder to uh, get through your residual herbicide programs. Um, so that's that's kind of where we've developed our program into what we're looking to do in 2018, which is we're focusing more on large seeded plants and getting even more into the warm season legumes and and uh 
you know, kind of focusing on on those those species and just species in general that are highly mycorrhizal. I think that's that's a big thing when you're interseeding and and what that what that means is they'll they'll develop relationships with the mycorrhizal fungi, which is one of the species of fungus, uh, yeah. soil bacteria or soil fungus. biology in the in there. Um, and so that what that does is it will help with nutrient sharing and nutrient availability for your cash crop, as well as with the cover crop. So, so what we're doing is, you know, we're we're looking at at species that have the larger seeds. You know, we're we're trying to we're trying to find species that are even on label for our residual herbicides. You know, whether that be Dual or Callisto or or what have you. You know, so. So, for example, dual, which is esmetulachlor, is has has pretty much every type of bean and pea on the label, and so there those types of species are gonna have a better time getting through that residual than a smaller seeded species like a clover or something, which is essentially what dual is really good at controlling. Yeah. So, so then you can still utilize herbicides you can still get rid of the yep. the species of plants that you don't want but then That's be able the to plant the big uh, plant yep. bigger seeds that are more resilient yep that can get through yep and then and then the big thing you know when you've got these legumes in the mix the whole reason that you want these legumes in there essentially is for for uh, nitrogen fixation. That's that's kind of their their uh, claim to fl- claim to fame if you will um but in order for them to be fixing nitrogen, there essentially can't be a huge excess of nitrogen available to them in the soil. And so that's where nitrogen placement in your fields becomes a big deal. You know, if you can keep it indexed to your corn row, like with a strip till type situation or a wide drop type situation or, or however you can do it, I think is going to be a lot better for um, for the legumes to be so they nodulating, fix, yeah, yeah they so they'll actually fix. nodulate, and and you just you know I think it's a good idea in general to not make your corn plant have to go through your covers to get to that nitrogen. I think that's you know kind of kind of asking for trouble in my mind. Now we we haven't we haven't had that situation occur in our fields yet where we've been able to have it indexed to the row um because we're either drag hosing manure or we were side dressing liquid with a coulter rig and so we were either you know had it kind of all willy-nilly all over the place with the drag hose on a on an angle or we had it banded right down the middle of the covers last year um but yeah how much of how much of that was an issue or or whatnot i don't know but but i i haven't had great luck getting the the legumes to nodulate on the interceding stuff and i think that's a big component or a big reason on why that is but uh you know i know like lauren up up in west union he's 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 had nodules on his stuff interceding and he does a lot better of a job getting his nitrogen indexed to the row so i think all that stuff kind of is is some stuff that you really have to start looking at a lot harder when you're looking to use a system like this so what would be i guess kind of now first step advice going into other people like 
kind of what's the main what's the main take you know what's the the number one takeaway kind of point from all this um, from somebody new looking at it trying to get diversity going the number one thing I can tell you start small uh, like a few start, acres a few a few acres uh, somewhere that is readily accessible for you so you can keep an eye on it because if you just put it out there and it's in the back 40 somewhere that you're never going to go look at it you're probably not going to learn very much from it so like I like to have some of my experiments right behind my house so I go look at it literally every single day and just keep an eye on things and take pictures of it easily and then I can reference that stuff later. So that's a big thing, you know, if you're going to do this stuff, make it so you can learn from your experiences instead of just, oh, I'm going to go put it out there and just look at my yield maps and the combine afterwards to tell me if it was a success or not. You know, that's you have to really manage. You need to. Well, yeah, we need to. You know, that goes back to what Trent was talking about with the with the recipe thing. That's, you know, this type of farming isn't isn't your cookbook type of farming where where, you know, the co-op gives you a, a recipe on it's what to follow. Yeah, it's not a yeah you got to, you know, it's kind of like you look at the difference of knowing how to cook and and uh, knowing how to follow a recipe. You know, there's there's a difference there. So knowing how to farm and, and knowing how to follow follow advice from a co-op is, is two different things. And, and you really got to know how to farm uh, adaptively in order to, to use this type of system. So, okay, so then we had a bit of some audio troubles in the middle there, kind of when we were talking about chemicals. So I just want to make sure that if, if we did have some troubles right at that point, that guys are interested in that because that's one of the yeah. first questions that we hear. Nothing super elaborate, but but what have you found out from a chemical plant side on these interceding? Because yeah. you have to change your chemical program, most likely. Most you're, likely. You're not organic. Correct. So, so if we, you know you're in an organic system, obviously that's different. But yeah. but for guys that are in conventional or no-till systems that are going to do well, some interseeding, what kind of chem? What have you learned from the I chemical think side? The, the best advice I can give on that, and you know, this is going to vary with. There's countless different herbicide programs you can go with, but but for us, like when we started in 2016, we were using atrazine and acetochlor as a pre-emerge on our corn acres in general and so what we did was we went in and just used a half rate of what we would normally use for that so so that's something guys can look at is using a partial rate of whatever residual herbicide program you're going out with on your pre um but you really, you really need to kind of do your homework on that. And Penn State has some good research on, on the different herbicide programs and how they affect some of these species and whatnot. But it turns out that the atrazine and acetochlor combo was a pretty good combo for those guys over over there at Penn State. And so, it just so worked out that that's what we were using anyway. So it was pretty convenient. Um, we didn't have any trouble with it when we were using that program but but yeah so if, to go back to what we're doing for 2018 is is a lot of the species i'm looking to go with are actually on label for the residual herbicides that we're using so so that's a big thing you know that that i've kind of picked up on is study your labels don't just look at the corn or the soybean section of the label you know look at 
look at everything else that it's labeled for and then try and come up with some species that are out there that would be in that category you know like you we talked about dual earlier. Well, that's that's labeled for essentially every single bean and pea out there. Mm-hmm. So there's your warm season legumes. Um, they fall right into that category. So real quick, tell them what your chem program is this year for the guy that's got the notepad we're going to write it down. So, so this year for 2018, all right, it's pretty complicated. A quart and a half of Acuron 3. That, that's it for the pre. And Acuron's a new Syngenta product. So Acuron is a Syngenta product, and that consists of uh, Atrazine, Dual, uh, Callisto, and then the crazy bisoclopurine or whatever it is, group, group 27 active that you only get in Acuron. So, so a full rate of Acuron is three quarts, but it's labeled to apply a quart and a half pre. Um, so that's what we're going with, and that's actually what we're going with on all of our corn acres, so it's pretty convenient. We don't have to do anything different for our interseed stuff. Um, so, again, that goes back to where I was talking about, like, the dual label and, and looking at the Callisto label. Like, flax is on the Callisto label. You know, you can use Callisto as a pre for flax, so that ties in there really well. Um, but then we're just coming back with glyphosate post you know the day before we intercede is is the plan um to clean up anything that got through that now i'm probably gonna try some experiments where i come back and do like a full-on halux gt type pass and then intercede into that so it would be literally our exact standard herbicide program um and then seeing how the interceded stuff will come through that where, you know, we're putting out more dual, more Callisto, uh, more Roundup or Roundup in general, and then Atrazine as well. So that's, that's kind of the stuff I'm playing with this year. Uh, I think we'll have good luck with it. I know some other people that have had good luck with that type of a program with the, with the larger seeded cover species. So yeah. Well, so we'll get into more in our roundtable here too on, you know, for tomorrow's episode on where all this is going. My last burning question for for today that we got you here, Michael, is: Are cover crops the best thing since wide mouth can? <laughs> oh man, I don't know. That's this wide mouth can right here that I got Keystone Keystone Light wide mouth. It's pretty nice. Shout out to you. But uh, yeah, yeah. So we dealt with this in our first week. You know, I mean, this is it right here. This is the Keystone Light advertiser of Washington right. County. That's right, man. If you're gonna if you're gonna drink cheap or if you're gonna drink shitty beer, at least drink cheap shitty beer. Now we're gonna have to mark this explicit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> can we beat that out? Bleep me out, boys. <laughs> well, I appreciate Michael joining. Um, he has a great story to tell. Again, Vitito761 at Twitter, or on Twitter. Uh, look him up at his blogs, uh, Cubicle Farmer Refugee. Yeah. Got we'll that right, up, finally. Yeah, we'll, we'll queue up yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we'll queue that all up. Make sure you follow him uh, along his journey. Um, we'll definitely have him back on soon. Sure. And you can always get a hold of him too if you're if you're looking for someone to come speak at your next event. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, uh, like I said, follow, get him on Twitter. That's how you can contact him directly. 
Yep. Um, so next, so next episode we have our. So this is a week of firsts. Right. We have our, really our first farmer profile on Tuesday. Um, that's what we just did, and then also uh, tomorrow we're going to have our first roundtable. Roundtable discussion. And just kind of a free for all. See where it goes. Uh, bringing a couple guys in, and, and Michael will be back here for for us for that. Um, and then again we'll have Michael Cavan from DMZ um, here in Ainsworth, Iowa. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. First time cover cropper and to see kind of where he's at versus, you know, a guy that's... Yeah, Michael's doing it. Too many Michaels. Too many Michaels, yeah. Yeah, Michael 1 and Michael 2 tomorrow. So anyways, thanks for joining us um, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thanks, guys.